going to maybe do Mounds of Madness first, but I think I think it might be too off-putting. Yeah, but that's never to... stopped you before, though. I know, I know, but I'd like to I'd like to improve. Like I talked about constantly improving uh-huh. the 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 product, you know, the the service that we're selling and providing. Um, the service that we're selling for zero dollars. <laughs> zero dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that like saying that like whenever like something's free, like then the end user is the product or whatever. It's uh, usually supposed to. That's a saying. Yeah, because it's like, well, you know, like Facebook's free. So then it's like, well, you 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 yourself are the product. And it's like because they're tracking all your data and then selling it. And that's how they make money. Right. Shit like that. OK. But it's like for something like this, like that can't be the case because <laughs> like I can't I don't. I don't I have no access to data like that. And so I'm not like able to monetize in some kind of evil capacity, like listener data. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't have the far reaching capabilities of a, a trillion dollar company that could. Yet. We don't have that capability yet. 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 Yes. I have to talk to my uh, European uh, investors uh, and then maybe I can get the ball rolling on that. Um so yeah, so then I reorganized and uh, and then I found something quite interesting on Twitter, which is uh, the great place to find interesting things. Uh, so this is going to be a little dating is dead and hopefully the tweet is still up. Oh, thank God it is. Um, I should have sh- screenshotted it for posterity. Um, and so this was making the rounds. And uh, this is the Dead and Road show, by the way. I forgot to do that bit. Uh, this is episode 72. It's Bill and Ian, we're hanging out and I'm, I'm jumping the gun. I'm getting I'm getting fired up. Uh, and so um, I found this on Twitter. Uh, this is how to steal someone's boyfriend, a thread. And um, the thing with this is that it seems to be in uh, total sincerity. Okay. Uh, Who's this coming so from? I, uh, just somebody on Twitter. <laughs> somebody on Twitter, man. Uh, it's somebody named Marie. Okay. Uh, and their bio says that they're having fun online. Um, so <laughs> okay, but like, what kind this of like, like um, what's the follower count for Marie? Uh, thirty-two thousand. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a consultation link in their bio. It doesn't say for what, um, but they got it. So there's that. I, I don't know what's going on. They, they might be astroturfed. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this was making the rounds a few days ago and I thought it was quite funny. Um, so this is how to steal someone's boyfriend. And I thought we could discuss it. Um, so everyone knows that all the good men are in a relationship. Oof. I'm already offended. <laughs> The available men are available because there's something wrong with them. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That leaves you, a single woman with a desire to start a family with only one option, stealing someone else's boyfriend. Yes, that is that's me. The, that is me. That's the first tweet. Okay. <laughs> now, I'd like to point out here that there is already a... Well, there's lots of problems. But there's already a big problem. Um, so if the men are single because there's something clearly wrong with them, what does that make the women who are single mm, mm-hmm. well we don't have to mention that <laughs> yeah exactly uh it continues the most important thing to start out with is maintaining plausible deniability don't be too upfront just enter his sphere as a friend talk only a little about your other dates about your family your hobbies find out what he likes and get interested in those things okay so pretend to be his friend is what i'm <laughs> and and also like think. change a good portion of your personality to suit uh-huh. him that that's a great idea uh-huh. dig about his current relationship as a woman you know how it feels to be sad and frustrated so help him to channel that negative energy 
Find out what his girlfriend is doing wrong and make him fixate on it. But remember, plausible deniability. Don't say anything bad about her yourself. This is where it gets uh, psychotic. Well, you know about those women. They're all sad and frustrated, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you know, and you know how to bring out that negative energy. <laughs> those, those bad vibes. As you dig deeper into his relationship, mold your personality to his alleged likes and dislikes. His girlfriend is argumentative. Be agreeable. His girlfriend is dumb. Be an intelligent girl boss. Ooh. Does he like the way she cooks? Say, me too. There's... <laughs> There's so is there a hashtag problems. in that? No, there's not, but there's so many problems. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Uh, as you get closer to him, ask him to introduce you to his girlfriend, either online or IRL. Get close to her and start sowing seeds of discord between them. Make it seem like he lied or did something stupid or said something bad about her. Make it seem like you're on her side. This is definitely so, the plot of uh, a movie I saw recently. Yeah, was it the... Um, Do Revenge. <laughs> yeah, was it... Okay, yeah. This is... This is psychotic. This is this is the plot of an Always Sunny episode. This is the Dennis system. Mm -hmm. This is this is fucking insane. This is insane behavior. Also, you're not single. Like, okay, it's 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 still going on. By the this is okay. As you're simultaneously destroying their confidence in their relationship and also being their only comfort, things are gonna get tricky. You don't say. You don't say. He's going to try to make a move, but you cannot let yourself be the other woman. He has to break up with her before physical stuff happens. Oh, well, that's nice. Mm -hmm. At least you're at least you're waiting. <laughs> at least you're waiting. This person has some sort of a moral compass, at least. Uh -huh. They draw the line somewhere. Right. Well, maybe not. If it just can't be helped, you have to show immeasurable guilt and shame and force him to break up with her. He can't see you as easy. You must. OK, you must show that you have morals and values and hate breaking your moral code. You were just overwhelmed with passion for him. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Okay. This is much darker than I anticipated. Uh-huh. Destroying some lives for your own benefit. Right. The only problem that now remains is the ex-girlfriend. You've done the job correctly. Killer. You know, like a like an assassin. Like, like a hitman. She kind of hates him now anyway, and you're free to drop her out of her life before you make your shiny new relationship public. Or drop her out of a third floor window, either one. Yeah. Or off a boat. Convince her to block his ass. Drive it home that she's too good for him. Then send a couple of men that re you rejected her way. What the f- Oh, God. Just Here, here's a couple losers. Here's a couple duds you could have. Then start a petty fight with her. Tell her she's toxic and end the friendship. Just- just Wait, burn. they've already broken up, right? Why this is, seems all just like unnecessary at this point. Because you're now dating her ex-boyfriend. So now you just gotta burn another bridge. Oh my god. Because this is because this is sane, healthy behavior. This is completely normal. You have to cut toxic people out of your life. I have to cut everyone that's toxic out of my life. There's no there's nothing wrong with me. So all this now, all this effort is to just make sure that she doesn't try and like win him back. Is that or I don't yeah, tie up all the loose ends? Yeah, I guess uh, a very important part of this is that no one can know what happened 
or else the whole relationship is publicly tainted. Yeah, that's why it's it'll be publicly tainted. That's why. Not that you m made friends with two people, uh, broke them up, started dating the one, and then ended a friendship with the other. That, that, uh-huh. Uh, people will think bad things about your future family. So you're already marrying this person. Mm-hmm. You're, you're already having a family with this person. I thought you just w wanted to not be single. And it could affect your progeny for generations. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, this isn't serious. None of this is serious. Wait a few months before making things public. That one's in all caps. Uh, even if you disagree, you all should still thank me because this is the way of the world and you're now more enlightened and aware of how things work. Where? In medieval France? Mm-hmm. Jesus Either medieval Christ. France or, or cheesy Netflix thrillers. One of the two, but definitely not, mm -hmm. not any real world that I'm living in. There's a reply here that's all this shit to sell toothpaste. And now I'm quite curious what that means. Let's yeah. Take a look at, let's take a look at the profile. Um, Having fun online. DM about homemade remineralizing cacao toothpaste. What? Is it the side hustle? Is that Marie's side gig? She's a relationship oh, oh. consultant and toothpaste uh, merchant. Here's a tweet from two hours ago. Oh, some of these fluoride poisoned e freaks are angry because I am making millions of dollars saving people's lives by providing dental remineralization while they sit behind their cum stained keyboards hating Ooh. on me and making $17 an hour pretending to work on spreadsheets. Damn. <laughs> four hours ago, there's nothing like my toothpaste on the market right now. I don't know if that signals a good thing or not. <laughs> <laughs> There might be a reason. This, the problem with the problem with people like this is that is this performance art or is it legitimate? Yeah, I'm very concerned if it's legitimate. Also, why not work the toothpaste angle into the thread about relationships, like about like yeah, how they like, won't want you if you have bad breath or something, right? Yeah, or like how the ex-girlfriend has really bad teeth. And and fluoride poisoning, you know? It's, it's just right, like rotting yeah. her inside. You want to dump her. <laughs> Here's one from 17 hours ago. Okay. In some traditional cultures, schizophrenic people are regarded as shamans and people come to them for their wisdom and insight. Okay, this that, that says a lot right there. I think we... <laughs> mm -hmm. 19 hours ago, for receding gums, my grandfather, a 92-year-old so Slovakian MD who still drives his car and works a few hours a week suggest massaging the gums in the shower with your fingers daily to increase blood flow and get rid of any plaque that might be there and then there's a follow-up tweet he also has all his teeth still but what does driving your car at 92 have to do with your gums i guess she's saying that he's not crazy for being a 92 year old doctor okay who works a few hours a week and he's still able to drive drive his car and also he still has his teeth so touching your gums in the shower. I mean, I guess that's impressive, right? Because Joe Biden is 92 and he can't ride a bike. So if you can drive your car at that age, that's pretty impressive. Uh-huh. I am. I'm. I'm. The thing about me is that I'm the right level of mid whereby stalkers will just buy my toothpaste, remineralize themselves and be healed instead of showing up to my house and having to get arrested. I call it the profit maximization mid. Because women are on a higher spiritual plane and our morality is based on love instead of sex, women don't truly mind a man doing anything sexually with another woman. All that matters is that he loves her on an emotional level and that his heart and attention are pointed at her. I love all of these uh -huh. um, broad statements about all women, women. thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. This is a lot here that you've thrown, thrown at us. How much is the toothpaste? Oh, she's selling the recipe. So she's not even selling the toothpaste. She's selling the recipe. Uh, for $15, you can buy the recipe. But can't someone just purchase the recipe and then distribute it out? Sure. It seems like I, a bad... The problem is, the thing is, is that I don't think anybody gives a shit. Right. No. So she she's not uh, going, like, making the effort to actually make the toothpaste. I don't think so. You have so. to do that yourself. Uh, this is an exclusive recipe of my own creation that has all the elements to completely revitalize and remineralize your mouth from the ground up. That phrasing is... Okay. There's a recipe and explanation of each ingredient and articles for further research on remineralization, glycerin, and the key ingredient at play in the cacao, theobromine. Buying this recipe will give you the opportunity to make a lifetime of amazing toothpaste for yourself and your family. If you'd like to buy the toothpaste already made and packaged by me, you can do so directly by DMing me on Twitter. And that Twitter account is a different account than the one that's posting all the crazy shit. So let's hold on now. I did not plan any of this, by the way. I just wanted to read out the weird thread. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Why can I not find this account? It's sending me to... Maybe we should change the name. And it still sends me to that account. I didn't know Twitter could do that. Okay. Um. Well, it has two ratings. And they're two five-star ratings. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um. It says there's lots of articles in this. But the PDF says that it's three pages. Um. Quality uh, over quantity. I guess so. Uh, yeah. So you know how Twitter now lets you, uh, select, like, what your occupation is? Sure. Um, well, they've, they've selected dentists for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you know... <laughs> you know... You know how, like, whenever there's, like, a commercial for gum or whatever, and it says that, like, 9 out of 10 dentists approve... This is the one dentist. This is the, <laughs> this is the one... This is the one dentist... <laughs> oh fuck oh it's very good uh we're ha we're having fun online so, so we? maybe relationship consultant is the side hustle to being a mm -hmm. dentist that would make more sense mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah oh holy shit <sighs> okay um well that was dating <laughs> that was dating for this week uh who knows what we'll find next um Next up, uh, I don't know if this is going to be um, more or less sane uh, content for you than what we just experienced, but uh, it's time for a little Mountains of Madness, um, and I've updated the uh, intro for this, so let's uh, see if this works. Mountains of Madness. Okay. I don't like that. Quiet, but No, you don't like no. that? No. No. <laughs> it's, it's Halloween. It's a little, little spooky. <laughs> Would you... Did you believe me if I told you that doing that was one of the reasons why I bought a Mac? Yes, I 100% believe that. I don't doubt that for a second. <laughs> well worth it, for sure. Oh, fuck. Okay. All right. This is going to take some explaining. Um, of course. So, uh, one of the uh, projects that I'm working on, which uh, I could talk about it now, even though it's not going to be, yeah, it'll probably be like a month, maybe. Um, is that I'm planning on releasing um, a version of um, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, uh, 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 an ebook version, um, as it's um, public domain and, you know, there's no uh, copyright anymore since it's fucking 200 years old. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm making my own version uh, right now. Um, and 
I've been working on that for a few weeks. Um, wow, I, I did. This is news to me as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I've been working on that, going through the manuscript, doing the ebook formatting. Um, sort of, this is, it's also a test of uh, Vellum, which is one of the Mac programs that um, I wanted to work with for ebook creation, uh, seeing if it's actually um, like, you know, a good workflow, things like that. Uh, and so this is a good test, right? Using a, a royalty-free uh, manuscript. Yes. Um, so I've been going through that. Um, and uh, on a whim, uh, I decided to uh, start playing um, Persona 5 Strikers. For the first time? Is this the first play? For, for the first time. I have had it since it released. I pre-ordered it, you know, because I am I do what I do. And... Um, but I, I saved it, you know, because I was actually playing Royal at the time it released and, uh, you know, and other things came up and I, I was I was saving it. Um, but as we'll get into later, um, I picked up The World Ends With You based on the wheel spin from last time. Um, and we'll get into it. But uh, I, I also needed something else to play. And I was like, you know what? Fine. It's finally time. I'm going to pick up Strikers. Um, the beginning of the game is... Um, has a character who is um, heavily inspired by Alice in Wonderland mm -hmm. and not in the traditional Persona sense because uh, in SMT and in Persona, there is a demon named Alice who is very clearly meant to evoke uh, Alice from Alice in Wonderland or at least Alice Liddell, the inspiration for Alice in Wonderland. Uh, and she's an iconic demon and actually my favorite demon. And that's uh, who I named my uh, Final Fantasy 14 character after and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but this character uh, is just sort of like a um, like a pop idol slash fashion designer who takes inspiration from Alice in Wonderland. Also, can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact that you have a favorite demon? Uh, yeah, I think that's very funny. What's <laughs> that's wrong. yeah like she has a signature skill called die for me where she just like can obliterate enemies using like curse or death skills it's it's fantastic mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> um but yeah so i'm like okay i just started this project i just suddenly decided to play this game oh is this the the, the collective unconscious again you know it is you know it is. I decided to play this game that is like three years old at least at this point. And then I'm immediately hit in the face with the material that I'm already working with mm -hmm. again. And in a way that is totally separate from the usual SMT Alice shit. Well, how, you can't be totally separate because it's still a, it's it a Persona game and it's it's in no, the same it world. You no, know? no, no, it is. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Okay, so like here. This is bad audio, but... I have to make a point. So like, hold on, this is all fan art. Hold on. Why are all these images terrible? No, 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 no. Okay, here. This, wait, this is Alice from like the, the Persona or Demon from Persona 5. Okay. And this is the one from Persona 5 Strikers. Totally, like this is a character, this is not a demon. It's not a Persona. For, okay, so very different for sure, but still the same like video game realm, right? Like it's still, you, you haven't ventured, yes. it's not like you're like, I don't know, you turned on a TV and there was a some random movie you never heard of with Alice in Wonderland references, right? Like this, you're still like coming at it from the same like interests. All right, hold on. Okay. Hold on, hold on. So they've done this before. Persona Q1, the first one. The first dungeon was like actually quite Alice in Wonderland themed. Like you had to follow a white rabbit and all kinds of shit. See, you're making my course, point. They're, they do this all the time. No, hold on. Okay. Hold on. You had to follow white rabbit. There were cards on the walls. It was all, you know, uh, the the FOEs, which were uh, 
giant enemies that you're really not supposed to fight, but can like kind of one shot you, uh, were like the card knight soldier dudes. Um, it was an Alice in Wonderland themed dungeon. Uh, here, that is not the case. Okay. Even though this this first area is called like they're like saying Wonderland and shit like that, it is not like themed in the same way. But it's called whatsoever. Wonderland. Yes, but it doesn't have any of the same stylings whatsoever. But it's called Wonderland. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's different from what they usually do. Okay. I will. I will uh, take your word for it. Like like the usual depiction of Alice the Demon is clearly meant to be the standard. Alice from the story, uh-huh. right? Look, like, look at that. Yes. The second one is not. That's just a, a anime girl. Sure, sure. With pink hair, right? <laughs> and a, is like, that a flamingo uh, staff of some sort? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that chair I has the chair you. has eyes. Or no, is that is it, it the does. chair or is that her? Yeah, it's the chair. I think it's the chair. Yeah. Okay. So. It's pretty weird. Okay. It's pretty weird. Right, that, it's weird. That, sure. I would de- that I would decide to pick up a game and for it to be like this. A game in a That's series of games that has referenced Alice in Wonderland in the past. Sure. Not in this way. Like if I said, if I said like, oh, wow, Alice the demon showed up. She's been in every fucking SMT game. Then I'd sound like an idiot. Mm-hmm. But because it's slightly different, that makes it crazy. <sighs> All right, never mind. No, I'm sorry. It's just you. you never you've, mind. You, this never this mind. segment, you've you've brought out some really weird uh, stuff in the past. That's like, uh, yeah, you know. But this, I'm just, I'm what, not fully buying into the it, coincidence what, here. What is it? What is it that compelled me to pick up a game that's three years old? Because it's a Persona game, and you play Persona all the time. But I could have, in any stretch, in any stretch. I could have picked it up, but now that I'm working on Alice, only now. You say that like you don't talk about Persona every week on this show. Yeah, but if I was talking about it uh, in July, it wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have made this, I wouldn't have done anything. Okay, all right. I'm sorry I'm being so combative here. I just don't think this is as crazy of a coincidence as you as you are making it out to be. Okay, all right. I just- It's cool, I just, it's cool, right? It's great that you have like this synergy going of, of these that, interests. That's- that's the word you're you almost use the word you almost use the word what synchronicity oh okay sure you almost use the word you almost use the word my 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 whole point is that you have like this this these like niche interests that overlap right and and so two things that you're interested in happen to overlap that just doesn't quite make it that doesn't like make me think the, collective unconscious. The the time the timing the, the time, of it. Right, right. The timing. Okay. The a causal connecting principle. Sure. <laughs> put it now put it that way. Humor, now you're gonna humor me. Now you're gonna humor me. No, I mean you know, <laughs> it's cool. I just you know I think you're making a, a little bit more out of it than it needs to be here. If I had picked up the game in last December, mm-hmm. like this wouldn't be anything. Right. But now that I'm working on Alice. That's cool that you're working on that. I'm interested to see the the final, uh, the finished project. Yeah. I hope I, you know, do it justice, you know, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not like editing anything. It's going to be like the original manuscript. Right. And, uh, right. I'm just like formatting it properly for ebook. And um, I have the uh, original illustrations and uh, yeah, I just have to make a cover and uh you know, make sure the formatting's proper and everything. And um, yeah, I'll put it up. Do you think with uh, a novel like that, that's 200 years old, all the errors have been fixed by now? Um, It depends on what you think is an error. Like the only thing that I am changing is that uh, it has lots of instances of the word shant. Okay. But it doesn't have like, it doesn't have our modern 
spelling of the word shan't where it uses a double contraction. Mm -hmm. And so I am changing that because it looks terrible. It looks terrible. Um, so I'm changing it to a single, I'm changing it to a single contraction. That's the only thing I'm changing. Um, so, so far I'm not finding anything that's weird. Like I'm, I'm keeping the British spelling of things like color, you know, things like that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really think there's going to be any like error errors. Mm -hmm. Um, the toughest thing for me right now is actually, um, formatting the poetry. Oh, um, okay. be because, uh, the poetry inside of it is very experimental with form visually, right. especially for the time. Like there's a poem, uh, uh, it's the Fury said, uh, for a mouse poem where, um, the, the mouse is talking about his, he's telling a tale about his tail, right? And it's a poem that's structured in the shape of a tail. Oh, okay. And so it, it's literally shaped like a tail. Um, and on print, that's fine. You can typeset it to look like a tail. On ebook, uh, that's a lot trickier, the way that it codes spacing and formatting and the way different readers will try to render that. Yeah, I was going to say, because like every device is like different size and people use different font sizes when they read. And yes. that's all like you can edit that like in your, you know, your reader that you're using. So, yes, man. it's like, OK, somebody using something that's reflowable. What's the deal? Yes, it's very tricky. Huh. It's very tricky to do. So I'm kind of struggling with that right now. Um and it's tough. I one possible solution is that I might make it an image. Yeah, instead, yeah, because that you just can, so it can't yeah. be, can't be moved. Um, but it's really tough. Something like that. Um, and it's one downside to eBooks. And it's where something like um like uh, House of Leaves. It just can't be digital. That's what I was just thinking like, of. That's what it reminded yeah, me of. Yeah, where yeah, it just it just can't be. Um, so. Yeah, that's that's one complication right now. That's kind of my biggest hurdle at the moment, actually, is formatting the poetry. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good challenge. Um, I'm having fun with it. Um, and it's mostly just a test, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like it's not something I need to do. Where like there's there's enough versions of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland out there. It's fucking public domain, right? You know, are you making like a new cover for it? I am. Cool. I am. Yeah. Um, but it's also like kind of cool to say like. I published Alice in Wonderland, you know, like sure. it's just, <laughs> just kind of something that I can just like say. And it's also a way to fill out like my backlist of books um, and just have more in the catalog. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think I will have it finished and ready for sale uh, next month. And it will not it will not be very much because it's, you know, are you going to include a forward about the comparisons between Alice and Wonderland and the Persona series? Uh, not quite. I was going to write a forward just to kind of give it some kind of original content mm -hmm. and just not make it be like a, you know, one to one copy of a manuscript. Just kind of make it seem like, you know. Like, why would anybody buy this sort of thing? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there I will write a forward. Um, that's one thing I still have to do. <laughs> it's right the forward. Cool. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, upcoming. I think, yeah, next month I should have I should have it out. So I fully I, I'm sorry, I fully stepped all over your um, segment here. Was there more about the uh, the coincidence of, of this whole thing? No, no, not really. Not really. OK, <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad now. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Well, how is how is Strikers going? Um, it's 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 okay. It's okay. It's I'm not very far. I'm like maybe two hours. Um, so that's why I'm kind of like hitting the face with this sort of you know synchronicity. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very strange 
to play like an actual sequel to Persona 5 that is not a turn-based RPG. Yeah, right? It's really surreal to me. Um, and it's especially weird to play one at 60 FPS Oh, before, before like the new Royal ports come out. Um, it's, it's, it's like jarring and it's like they moved like the assets of Persona 5 into whatever engine they used for this action system. And so it's the, it's the world, you know, but things are slightly, eh, they're not, they're not quite the same, like dimensionally. Right. Because it's like a different engine. And so the lighting is a little different and everything's not quite the same size and you don't move the same. And also you don't interact with the world the same because like it's just a swap of buttons. Like everything in this, like you interact with the circle button instead of X because the X button is like used for uh, like jump, you know. Mm -hmm. And so because there was no jump in Persona except for on specific circumstances. So it's it's just a little it's just a little weird. Wait, like, what's, you know, like this, uh, what console is this? This is this is PS4, but it's, I'm playing it on PS5. Oh, I didn't even know it was on PS4. I, I thought, wasn't it like a Switch thing originally? It, 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 uh, no, it, it came to Switch. It came to PS4. Uh, it was also on PC. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think it hit Xbox. Maybe it did. I've never seen it. I don't think there's okay. any Persona on Xbox. Uh, there will be shortly, but I don't, th- right. I don't think there is currently. Right. Um. Yeah. So like, but it, but it's very weird to play, play a sequel that is not like a turn-based. Like, I, I kind of like want to stop the flow of everything and just like swap personas and you know do like the shit that i'm so used to doing Mm -hmm. um at the same time it's a very good approximation of the battle system in an action setting oh that's cool you know like you're still hitting weaknesses you're doing all out attacks um it's just it's kind of overwhelming that things happen so quickly where like the affinity charts for demons will just like appear on screen as you're like mashing heavy and light attacks and it's like okay all right you know i can't really read that right now i'm like trying to hit shit yeah you know um so there's that whenever you use a persona skill um the game does pause so like you can like kind of aim it they're like area of effect abilities now in this Mm -hmm. um and so you can kind of aim and it'll show you the weaknesses um, it's a it's a pretty good approximation. One thing that I uh, I'm struggling with right now is that like I'm in this first dungeon and it's doing that early game thing where like I'll take like five steps and it's like boom another tutorial I got to throw something at you right now like okay can I, can I play can I play the game boom there's like five more five more steps we got to throw something at you did you know that you that we have a, a sneak system just like in Persona Five it's like okay fine 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 I, can I can I play now it's like boom we got to show you this this is an elite enemy it's like okay fine can I can I play now. Like boom! Now I gotta show you this. It's like, dude, can I please just explore this fucking dungeon? Yeah. Like, boom! This is a check. This is a checkpoint. Do you know what checkpoints are? I'm like, yes, yes, I know what checkpoints are. Can I please? Can I? It's like, can I please just explore? Can I play this fucking game now? Right. Um. And hopefully that'll stop. But like in the early going, I'm like, all right, can I just get in here and play? Um. It it like totally completely expects you to have played the original game like you're supposed to know who everybody is you're supposed to know what personas are you're supposed to you're supposed to know all this shit yeah um so like there's no real jumping in if you don't know what's going on um at the same time it's like a new story to an extent it just takes place after the fact Mm -hmm. um and i'm appreciating right now that the characters aren't flanderized yet like they are in 
the Q games. Um, and I can tell that they had a lot of fun voice acting this. Um, there's just like a lot of uh, sort of like ad libbed like inflections and sort of like asides in the lines that like aren't like part of the subtitled script where people just like insert like size or like other like, oh, damn, like shit like that, you know, like in the lines. And like you can just tell like the actors were having fun like recording it. That's cool. Because there's like just a lot of energy in the performances. Um which is really cool. Uh, so yeah, so I have to get deep into it. Um, but in, you know, in my heart, I just wish it was another fucking RPG. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it does. That sounds really cool <laughs> that they've been able to sort of keep the things that make the like persona battles unique, right? And sort of translate them mm -hmm. in, in some way. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, it's like on one hand, it's a sequel, but on the other, it's like also a spinoff. So it's like, how how much consequence can this really have like what is the gravity of what this story is going to tell um you know like it's a summer vacation story you know kind of plot and like some uh side characters that you know are like literally not shown like they're away like they put up signs in their shops that they're away for the summer and it's like okay all right like <laughs> <laughs> well, what's do you know the uh, projected like length of the game? I'm assuming it's not a hundred hour affair like uh, Persona Five. Uh, my good buddy, how long to beat says like thirty five hours. Oh, okay, yeah, so that that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, so we'll see. I'll have to get into it. Um, and I guess it's just I'll just hit a button because we're already basically here. So, so part of the reason why. I picked up Strikers. Aside from the is, collective unconscious? Yes, aside from being compelled by an unseen force, um, is that based on last week's uh, JRPG roulette, it landed uh, twice on The World Ends With You, um, which I began playing uh, last weekend. Um, and I don't think I like it. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, The World Ends With You is uh, a Square Enix JRPG that originally released for the DS in, I think... 2007 let me confirm yes 2007 um and i knew a little bit about it i knew it was uh sort of designed um by uh nomura of kingdom hearts and uh final fantasy 7 fame um and i guess final fantasy uh, he did a whole bunch of final fantasy shit um and I knew that there was some kind of touch control. Um, I did not know that it was exclusively touch control. Yeah, that makes sense because the game I've seen, it's on like all the mobile platforms. Well, I just assumed that it was sort of like maybe like a hybrid touch kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I figured since it was on a modern platform, the controls would have been adapted. Sure. A little bit. Um, unfortunately, it is only touch control um and it's bad oh no it's <laughs> it's bad the the controls that is <laughs> the controls are bad okay. um like so i'm playing it on the switch natively you know the, the actual switch uh which has a touch screen um and i don't know if it's maybe the well i don't i honestly don't think it is the the um screen protector i have on the switch making the the inputs shitty but i don't think it is um, but like, it's really imprecise and, uh, like I have to have my finger over the screen so I can't see what I'm doing. Cause my hand is in the, 
that that is the that's the thing i've always hated about uh touch uh control games is that exact thing where you impede your own vision of what's happening i hate it yeah i hate it it's bad so not only do you have to control like it's touch it's touch for literally everything like moving around is touch so i'm holding the switch in one like my left hand like i would normally and then i have to touch to move the guy like my characters around so like it's it's like it's like click to move Mm -hmm. with my finger um and then even like going through dialogue instead of just being able to hit the a button and just go through i literally have to tap on the screen like for every dialogue and it just gets really it gets really tiring just having to tap 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 on the thing but what the biggest problem is like that that's fine what i fine i can the, the the maps like they have to navigate around are small enough where you can drag there drag there whatever fine um but the biggest problem is the combat because the combat is of course all touch and it is not a it's an action combat system <laughs> it just <laughs> which is not conducive to touch gameplay whatsoever. Yeah, don't you think with a Switch port, they could have, like, modified the controls to at least give you the option to use the actual, like, buttons and analog and all that? You would think. You would think. It seems very low effort. So, so for combat, uh, you have to move around. The movement in combat is different than moving in, like, the overworld. Where you have to uh, touch your your dude and then swipe him where you want him to go. Mm-hmm. So it's even less precise than dragging around the map because you have to like do swipes in a direction and then maybe he'll go that way <laughs> and maybe he won't. And there's also like shit on the battlefield. Like there's like cars and, you know, um, like road horses, you know, like blocking roads and shit just like strewn about in these single screen battlefield areas um and so i I just decide i'm not gonna move my dude i just it's just too annoying it's just too annoying um and then your attacks are combinations of taps and different kinds of swipes uh in my experience the swipes don't work they just don't sometimes you have to swipe from the dude which is the same as a movement swipe that's the same action um so the game doesn't know whether you're trying to move him or trying to do like a slash attack so it sometimes does nothing. Sometimes it does one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, the same goes for the taps. So like the, I decided I was, you can kind of equip which attacks you're going to use based on these. It's a pin system. Like, so like you equip pins, sort of like band pins or, you know, like fashion pin. You know what I mean? Right. Like that you would pin to like your backpack. Yes. Um, and so those are your attacks. And so you can equip which ones you're going to use. So I just decided I was going to use taps exclusively because at least those were firing whenever I would tap, right? I wouldn't have to swipe. Um, The problem with that is that if you have multiple taps equipped, it doesn't know which one you want to use. So it it just randomly decides which one it's going to fire, I guess. Um, Like sometimes a tap is like enemy targeted and sometimes it's like, oh, tap an empty area and it'll attack. So so sometimes it also does nothing. And sometimes it's... It's not good. It's just not good. Um, so that's so. Here's the thing. They did uh, try to have a tw- uh, a switch control scheme. Uh, unfortunately, it's motion control. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. That sounds even worse, actually. So I tr- I tried it. I was like, okay, the, like at least I'll be able to see the screen. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So instead of uh, you know, tapping to move, you have to point 
one Joy-Con where you want to go and then hit uh, the right D-pad. And that that confirms where you want to go. There's no way this this works well. Uh, it's great for moving around the, the map. OK, it's way better than touch because right. I can actually cause I could actually see. The only problem is you have to like frequently recenter your like aiming reticle because right. it gets like out of whack constantly. So there's a button for that. <laughs> like you have to keep constantly recentering it. Um, combat is also rough. Um, I thought the swipes didn't work for touch. They just don't work. They don't work in the motion control. They just don't. There's no way to properly target your guy and swipe with the with the Joy-Con. There's just it's just it's nothing. So it's it's it, that's exclusively like the tap shit. So I'm just pressing pressing that same right D-pad trying to get tap attacks to go off. Um, yeah, it's not. <laughs> It's not it's not much better, but at least I can see the screen. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't like I don't like motion controls on the switch. I remember I um, was playing a bit of uh, Splatoon 2 a couple of years mm -hmm. ago, and I remembered reading that um, a lot of people prefer the the gyroscope for like aiming and mm. stuff, because uh, when you're you know, when you're playing handheld, the the uh, the analog sticks aren't um, as precise as you would want in like a multiplayer shooter. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I tried the the uh, gyroscope and it was like it, it, I couldn't do it. I don't know if it's like uh, motion sickness or, or what it is, but it's just I do not like it. I hear people say that like, oh no no no, you're supposed to use the analog stick for big movements and then the gyroscope for fine adjustments. Yeah, I've heard that too. But my my brain does not. Uh, yeah, it does not. Uh, it can't. It can't wrap itself around that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I I, I was already off to a rough start. Like, even in the menus, you can't control the menus with a D-pad. Like, it's touch everything. Yeah, I'm already out at this point. I'm surprised that you were still going here. I figured I had to give it a, a good enough shot, okay. right? And also, I have the sequel on my shelf, too. Right. Like, the, like I got these, I got these as gifts, mm -hmm. you know, like these are, these are like gifts from several years ago, you know, it's so like, I gotta, I gotta give it a shot. Um, also like, so like, these are like, this is like a beloved game. Like it's supposed to be like a classic, right? Um, yeah. I have a feeling that, uh, one, the impreciseness of it was fine in 2007 on the original DS, just based on like the capacitive touchscreen of that, sure. you know, and also probably using that dinky little stylus, um, People could deal with that. This is so responsive. But, oh my god! But yeah, but like in current day, no, no. I, I'm I'm kind of curious to see what the sequels control scheme is like because that's a PS4 game. Um, so I'm I'm curious. I was thinking, to see what they do there. Is there any chance uh, with the Steam Deck and all of its like mm -hmm. customization? Is there any chance if you were able to emulate this game on there, you could like customize to have like button controls and stuff? Or would that just be I way too no, much of a pain if it's even possible? I have no no idea. Yeah. I have no idea because it's not like this is like a mouse input. Right. You know? Yeah. Like normally you can do that pretty easily where you can just like make the, the joystick act as a mouse. But this is like touch. I have no idea. I mean, I would probably... I could probably get the, the track pads going, mm -hmm. which might be better. But yeah, but at the same time, it's still like the imprecise nature of it where like attacks don't know like which one it's supposed to be using. Um, And then so that's 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 like the main that's like the biggest problem just from like a a, a playability standpoint. Um, And I, I I'm I'm not really I'm not really into the story. Uh, It's really basic. Um. You're playing is like this loner kid who doesn't like anybody and doesn't want to talk to anybody. And he's got to realize that he has to work together with other people. It's very, it's very basic anime kind of thing. Um, another thing is that the soundtrack is um, 
I'll just say it's bad. Okay. I'll say it's bad. Um, Don't hold back. It verges, <laughs> it, it verges from uh, listenable to this singer sounds tone deaf and it can switch very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Like within a scene. And also um, the the most listenable stuff sounds like Limp Biscuit. Oh. So there's that. Man. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's very mid 2000s and it's um, design. Which is, choices. which is like fair because that's when it was yes but like 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 so much like like all these characters fashion like everything's super baggy you know and like they're wearing like gigantic um they're not quite jamiroquai hats but they're like like um jamiroquai beanies almost i don't know how to describe it um they're like beanies that are so big that they have to like fit like anime hair underneath you know what i mean sure um, yeah and uh like like big thick lines like it's 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 like um, Any uh, Jinkos? Anime, yeah, oh yeah, uh, and like um, like anime Invader Zim kind of art style, you know. Um, and it's like everything's like uh, urban. Like everybody talks like they're um, Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> Every, everything's yo yo and stuff. Um, and and in a way, I guess it's kind of a time capsule. Like I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm just not into it. Like I can see. Like I feel like uh, people that like sort of revere this as like a classic. You know, um, were kids at the time. Yeah. Um, and like 2007, like I was already you know, like we were in middle school. You know, like this was kind of like past me. Um, so yeah, it's not it's not for me. I can't. I can't, just the, the controls alone is like it's already so hard to play. Like if this was like a visual novel, and I could just like tap 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 through mm -hmm. all the scenes, I could get through it. But the fact that I have to do everything else, there's like a lot of back and forth, like trying to solve these like very light puzzles, like of who you got to talk to, and um, it's sort of like detective vision. You know, you got to figure out like oh this thing's glowing, so I got to interact with this. Um. That would all be fine, but then like throw in the combat. Um, and there's like a fashion system, like like you have to wear certain clothes in certain areas of the city. And it's like, oh, this is just a pain. Like it, it's fine, but then like it's all touch control to equip everything. And what's the uh, what's the, like the story purpose behind that? Like you have to wear your put on your jinkos to go to Main Street. Like what's yeah, it's just because like you're in um like a very trendy area of Tokyo. Okay. And so you you're trying to be cool and with it. Um Hell but yeah. your character doesn't want to be your character's a loner, so they don't want to be like, you know, part of that. But they're trying to be, you know, they gotta work together, so they have to fit in with trends or something. Um, I don't know. But he also has amnesia because it's an anime. <laughs> um Yeah, it's just uh Yeah, it just nah. sounds like there are too many obstacles there for you. It's not yeah. worth it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, I haven't picked it up since last weekend because every time I'm like, oh, maybe I should give another shot. I'm just like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at with yeah, it. That's very reasonable to put that one down. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, well, um, I might bring the wheel back sometime soon um, to, try <laughs> to redo, but we'll see. Um, yeah. But moving on, because um, we're already at an hour somehow. Um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Um, so I put this in here, um, and then quickly realized it didn't matter. Um, so I had to do the Disney plus Hulu ESPN bundle just because it was cheaper to get ESPN plus that way than just buying ESPN plus. Yeah. So 
I kind of got Disney Plus for not free, negative but money for no. Yeah, yeah. It was just it was just cheaper that way. When you you know um, you say you have to pay me to watch that, that's literally almost kind of what's happening here. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and then I I was reading something, and then I was like heard some stuff about this anime. It's like, oh, there's this cool anime um, that I already should have written down the name. Well, let me just open my Plex quickly because uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like. So there's this anime that's uh, Disney bought the rights to and they they it's exclusive rights, you know, um, and it's like, OK, great. I could actually watch something on Disney Plus, this thing that I kind of paid for. Um, well, they are only releasing it in certain Asian territories. Uh, OK, so uh, I still had to pirate it anyway. You said something last week. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not about how maybe you'll start getting into Marvel stuff. Uh, maybe because you got like hit on the head very hard or something. I said, yeah, I think that was off air. But yeah, I was like, yeah, if I take like a, a head injury, then maybe I could start watching Marvel. I've heard good things about Werewolf by Night that came out last week. This like sort of one off Marvel horror thing. And people are saying it's quite different from your typical like Marvel fair. And I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I know you've heard that before, right? I hear that with every fucking Marvel thing that comes out. I don't know. That's just it sounds pretty cool. I no longer have the Disney description otherwise i would check it out but maybe that's worthwhile maybe potentially. but like l- literally literally that's the line i hear with every marvel thing it's like oh that's pretty good and it's different from a marvel thing and that's when people have seen like the screener of like the first three episodes mm-hmm. and then they get to the rest of it and they're like oh this has to tie into the mcu and it's the kind of the same yeah that's that's kind of what the story was with uh wandavision <laughs> you're like oh maybe they're taking like a swing here and then the further you get into it the more marvel it becomes before yeah. it yeah, yeah, conforms, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I'm I I I I don't my my bar is so low. Um but yeah, so the anime is called Summertime Rendering and it's supposed to be like a uh, um supernatural kind of uh mystery thing, which is very much my kind of shit. Like that's like the kind of anime that like I actually enjoy. I know I talk a lot about some like garbage shit that I watch, um, especially lately. Uh, but this is the kind of stuff that I usually am into. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I was like, yeah, this sounds really good. Um, and I was like, I'll, I can watch this on this subscription service. Uh, I can't. I tried to VPN it. Uh, it did not work. It still didn't show up on the catalog. Damn. Uh, so they just they just forced you to steal shit. I like what what are, what are you gonna do? Yep. Um. So yeah, but like even going back to the Marvel thing, so I was like scrolling through the Disney thing. So I was like, okay, is there anything? Is there anything here? Uh, and I was like, oh, there's a Muppet show. Maybe I'll watch some fucking Muppets. You know, Wait, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll watch some Muppets. Yeah. And so then I, I go to the Marvel thing and I'm like, how, do they, is this like, do they really put everything here? Um, answer is yeah, I guess. Uh, what do you mean? And I don't know if, I don't know if like how many movies they really had. I don't, like, I don't, I don't keep up I with all that shit. I think they have the rights to everything except the latest couple of Spider-Man movies. Cause I think, um, Sony might still have, even though it's like they're MCU related, like they're in that now, but I feel like they're on stars or something random. Sure. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm scrolling through and I'm like, this is a lot. This is a lot of shit. There's a lot of Marvel shit. Yeah, there definitely is. Um, and they even break it down. They're like, oh, yeah, here's phase here's, one, phase two. Yeah, here's here's the phases. Here's Thor. If you want to watch Thor shit, here's, you know, here's Iron Man shit. And here's the chronological timeline. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to watch it that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Christ. And then I got to thinking, I was like, you know, this would be this would be nice if I was just like 
if I if my life wasn't so stupidly unnecessarily complicated, if I didn't like complicated things, if I didn't have to go scrounging on weird Asian torrent sites and, you know, try to find director's cut uh, 4K rips of movies and if i could just if i could just sit there and just watch you know 70 hours of fucking just drip feed it's like that this would be all i need oh i thought you know? i thought you were going a different direction there i thought you were complimenting disney plus on their curation i was like i thought you were saying like if all of my the things that i like could be organized the way they organize uh the phases of the marvel universe <laughs> No, I kind of am. Yeah. But like, just like. But you're also insulting it at the same time. Yeah. Like if, 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 if my tastes were so basic. Yeah, you're definitely insulting it. That like this, that like this would be all I would ever need. You know, I could just, you could just sit there and just go, yep, that's the, that's the winter soldier. I'm like, you could just keep doing the Leo point for for 80 straight hours and just soil yourself, you know? You're being very mean. Just, You're being very mean. A lot of people really enjoy I, these things. I don't know. Like, the people that really enjoy them are very annoying. God and, damn. You know, I'm a big they, fan of, of like, those those last couple Avengers movies. Like, there's some stuff that I really enjoy here. I did I did something. I, like, wanted to see, because, like, they put, they put Grimace's big fucking face on the thumbnail of the one. And I was like, I wanted to see. I was like, how long is this one? Wait, how long who? Is this one? <laughs> Grimace. Who the fuck is that? The, the big purple fuck. Thanos. Sure. Okay. And, and and I was like, how long is this one? And it's like three yeah, hours. This one's gonna be, three and a half hours. This one's going to be. This one's going to be three and a half hours. It's, it's literally, it's literally structured. It's structured like a six episode miniseries, but it's one movie. I swear. I this swear it is. Be, this one's going to be three and a half hours, bud. It's, ep- it's, ep- it's literally episodic. I sat in the movie theater watching an episodic series. <laughs> <sighs> it's good, though. Just, it's good. The, the, but the thing about the people that are just like, they're like the Arrested Development magicians where they hold up the sign that says we demand to be taken seriously. And it's just like enough's enough. You know, you <laughs> dominate, you dominate all of culture already. Enough's enough. Well, okay. So I agree with that, but I think there's a, another side to that. There's a flip side to that where you have the pretentious um, film people who are trying to like gatekeep and say that these aren't even movies. Right. So you have you like the just, push and pull. You even just said that this was a, that was a mini series. Oh, well, okay. But that, that's like a structural thing with that specific thing. But I'm not trying to say that like none of this is art, right? Because there are people that will be like that. Like that was, wasn't that the whole um who was the director that was like was it spielberg it was somebody scorsese i don't, we don't know it was scorsese we don't need to get into no scorsese. we don't need to scorsese. i feel like we've already done that like a year ago yeah but yeah there's there's two sides to that where people are pretentious in the way that like they'll try and like invalidate those who like the marvel stuff and then there's the marvel people who are like nothing matters but this right yeah like look i don't have i don't have a lot of room to talk I talked last week or the week before about how I watched my stepmom or my stepsister is my girlfriend or whatever the fuck that was called. My so daughter's like, ex-wife is my sister-in-law's boyfriend or something. Yeah. So like, you know, I sat through 12 episodes of that. Mm-hmm. All right. Like, I don't have a ton of room. You know, you, you like shit. You like shit. Uh, whatever. But it's just like, man, this it, it like feels like Soylent Green to me. You know, it's just like. It's just like gruel. It's like, but at the same time, like part of me, part of me is like jealous of that. Okay. Part of me is like, cause you like DC. It's like, 
<laughs> no, it's not even it's not even that. Okay. It's not even that. Because like I, I paid for a DC service briefly and I didn't even really watch that shit. Um it's like if I could if I could just sit there and 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 just keep going through, you know, it's like, oh boy, that's you know, Captain America three. That's I got this is the Civil War. Like this is the this is the big one. This is this is when they face off and just be like super excited about that. Right. You know, there's like, like so many different versions of the that. Dream. Like there's people that will watch like Friends or The Office in the same way. Right. There's people that will watch like, you know, Gilmore Girls or one of those series that has like eight seasons and 24 episodes per season. You just kind of rewatch the whole thing. Um, God, I mean, I hate to bring it up, but wrestling fans, you know? Yeah. Like there are so many different versions of, of this type of thing, I feel. Yeah. So yeah, so I don't I don't know what I'm gonna use that fucking streaming service for. <laughs> I just <laughs> the Nat Geo stuff. Yeah, that's probably it. That's probably it. And I'll put on the fucking Muppets. There you go. I'll put on the Muppets. Um, but anyway, speaking of weird anime bullshit, um, I've had a, an anime theme song stuck in my head for like a week now. Um, the problem is is that the anime isn't real. See, I thought this was going to be the topic for the mountains and mats. Um, no, not quite. Okay. Um, and I think I could probably play it because. I don't think if there's copyright on this, I'm going to be well, one surprised, um, mostly because this upload is uh, in Spanish. So I don't think this is going to be an issue. Um, but yeah, I won't play the whole thing, obviously. Okay, so you get you get the it idea. Definitely right? sounds like a real anime theme song. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, the theme song to uh, Kujibiki Unbalance. Um, so the thing, and I'm just gonna keep it real low in the background, um, is that uh, it is the opening to an anime within an anime. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's the an it's the theme song to an anime called Kujibiki Unbalance within an anime called Genshiken. Um and they play the theme song at a certain point. Uh there are some scenes from the anime in the anime and then they'll discuss the anime in the show. Um, hey, do you remember that time that Captain America fought Iron Man? <laughs> Yeah, it was it was fucking great, and so, so so like this this is me this is me Leo pointing, <laughs> uh huh, right now. That that's Kujibiki Unbalanced right there. You see that? See. Um, so the characters are watching this show in in the show. Yes, yes. Is it it's like, like their favorite? It's their favorite, it's like their show. favorite show. Is it like thematically yeah. connected as well? Uh, no, not really. Oh. Well, kind of. Yeah, like at a certain point, like they, they'll cosplay it. So like the show Genshiken is about um, basically like a nerd club. It stands for like the, the Society of the Study of Visual Arts or something or the Modern Study of Visual Arts or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that just basically means like they want to talk about anime and manga and video games. Um, and so that's what it is. And that's sort of the show. The show is like a slice of life comedy. Um, and it's from like 2004 and it ran until 2006. This actually sounds wonderful. Um, 
Yeah. The, the, not the, um, the song is cool too, but I mean like the premise of the show. Yeah. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's like a very grounded slice of life comedy. Well, you know, to, to a degree, you know, like as much as a comedy can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's about like a college club. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's about like, you know, their interpersonal connections and like how they sort of deal with like being like nerds on the fringe of the fringe. Like they have like, sort of like they butt heads with like the anime and manga clubs. Cause like, there's sort of like this. Like the anime and manga clubs like do shit and their club kind of doesn't even do shit they just sort of talk about this one fucking anime mm-hmm. um and uh yeah like uh a lot of it focuses on um like the girlfriend of the one club member who like hates anime and manga and shit but she joins the club just to be with her boyfriend um oh no wait so, this like, isn't bu- she didn't read that twitter thread did she <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's like about their like interpersonal connections and shit like that, and you know, um, how they sort of like relate to one another, and how they sort of uh, start moving through college and like uh, progress, you know, and shit like that. Um, it had two original seasons, um, that and it ended I think in two thousand seven, um, and then it was sort of revived in twenty thirteen. Uh, as Genshiken's second generation. Oh. And, um, it was a continuation, so it's basically a third season, um, where, like, uh, some of the members had graduated, and, um, some of the previous, uh, members, um, like, were now heading up the club, and so it's, this is like, just how like the Degrassi. club, kind of, uh, and how the club sort of transformed, like, a lot, the people that graduated were, like, it was mostly a male-dominated club, and now the ones that were left were, like, the girls. Oh, that's cool. And so, like, how, how the club sort of transformed into, like, now it's, like, just all a bunch of girls, um, and, like, how that dynamic had shifted like that, um, and sort of what happened to the older members as they still kind of come and visit sometimes and what happened there, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty damn good just because it's, like, it's rare for there to be, um, anime about, like, people not in high school for one yes um so that's appreciated um and also yeah it's just like uh handles like the personal dynamics like pretty well um especially in the second second or, okay, or i guess the second generation is um it's complicated it's complicated because um all right so they don't handle everything very well um but it's also like from 2004 sure yeah so um Sometimes there was there's a couple jokes about like uh quote unquote homos, right? The the two thousands uh, were uh kind of brutal <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah. When it comes yeah, to like so, media. So, and the, and stuff. so that was yeah, so that was in the original couple seasons. I don't remember which season that kind of took place. Mm-hmm. That was just like that was basically like one scene, right? But still not great. Sure. Um second generation uh largely revolves around a new member who is a cross dresser. Okay. Um and a lot, I, I, a lot of the language used and the way that they're addressed is probably not good. I would say probably not good. Is it fair to say that anime, not to like generalize, but there is a track record of like that type of stuff in anime over the years? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a very, it's a very conservative mm, um, mm-hmm. culture. 
especially when it comes to uh, sexuality. And that's not to say that they're there are obviously, obviously LGBTQ people in Japan, right? But it's it's a very heteronormative culture. Yeah, you're talking about like the broader like societal views. Yes, yes. And the pop culture and especially the pop culture that gets exported. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, th- so there's a character that cross dresses um, and uh, like most of the characters are like fine with what they do and like they welcome, you know, them and like what, you know, they do. But like there's one character that is like basically against them cross-dressing. Um, and so there's like just weird, weird tension with that. Um, and later on in the series, uh, they're, they, they keep bringing up a term that um, it, it's bas- it's basically a slur. It's basically a slur. Okay. Um, and um, like, but it's common, it's common enough to where like it's, it's, it's basically anime um, slang. Um, but like, it's, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, like, I can't even, I don't know what to say without. Yeah. I mean, no, this is good that you've added this disclaimer here. Cause I was like, oh, this, this yeah. sounds wonderful. And I want to check it out. But there is this additional context. Yes. Um, yes. That is, is helpful to know going in. Yes. Um, but like, here's the thing. Um, the show itself treats this character with care, I would say. Okay. It's mostly the other characters that are sort of like ignorant of, I don't know how to approach or how to like tactfully approach, I guess. Um, they're often insensitive. Uh, they often say like stupid shit, but often like you're from the perspective of this character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, like basically whenever they use this term and it's a term that still gets used now which is it's not good it's it's really um but it's like it's unfortunately like an anime genre term um so like they're just sort of following a cultural trend and that's not to say it's you know right it's just kind of what it is especially like even though this is a uh that this this second generation came out in 2013 it's still adapting something that came out, you know, several, several years prior. So they would, of course, say that they were sticking to the original. But it's like that feels a bit like a cop out. Of course. Of course. Um, And uh, uh, here's the other thing. I don't know how much of this falls on the translation. Oh, yeah. That's a whole another added thing, right? Yes. Because the um, first two seasons um, are not available for streaming, as far as I'm aware. Uh, I couldn't find it. Um, so you're relying on uh, fan subs, or uh, they might be the DVD subs. I don't know. Um, but the third, the, this this second generation uh, is on Crunchyroll. Uh, but the translation is radically different. Um, like there's another term that comes up frequently in the second generation um, uh, called Fujoshi, which um, I don't know what the direct translation is, um, but it basically means like a woman who is a fan of like uh, gay couples, like like in a, in a fetishistic way. OK. Um, and they translate that to be um, rotten girl. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yikes. So, so I don't necessarily know what word they're translating to be the slur. Right. So that's, that's something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sounds a bit messy. It is. It is. Um, I do hope that like, uh, with this, the character who's on the receiving end of like the slurs and the hateful language, I hope that there's a lot more going on with the character outside of that stuff too. No, there, there really is. Okay. There really is. Um, like I said, I feel like the show treats them yeah. with respect. Mm-hmm. It's more so the other characters that are sort of like, like they're. I don't think they're malicious is the thing. They're just kind of like 
flawed and ignorant. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a moment very late um, where uh, a character is like, basically like, what? There's no problem here. Are you guys homophobic? And then everybody's like kind of surprised by that. And then she's like, I-, I have a lot of gay friends. Like, what's the issue? And it's like the first time anybody sort of like addressed it head on like that mm-hmm. in a non uh, fetishistic way. <laughs> in the entire run of the show. Um, it's just somebody speaking very bluntly about this finally. Um, so as someone as someone who watches, uh, sorry, as someone is, who watches a lot of anime and a lot of current anime, mm-hmm. do you think the medium in general has like progressed in, in these areas uh, in more recent years? Uh, mm, I'm going to say no. And the reason I'm going to say no is because... Instead of even like attempting to like include a character like this, Mm -hmm. they just wouldn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not the solution. (laughs) Yeah. So like, so like, even if like it's messy, and even if they're gonna use uh, a slur word, and like maybe like they're gonna have characters that are insensitive or don't know how to like address this, um, like they tried. Uh, meanwhile, now you're not you're not gonna see a character like this. You're not gonna really see um a show like this really get made like i haven't really necessarily seen a slice of life like this in a similar vein since i don't know i've seen like there are similar shows to this but again they're probably a little older so in a way you could argue that that's almost like regression you could yeah like 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 think about the kind of shit that like i'm i've mentioned now Mm -hmm. like a lot of it is like um just weird light novel um step sibling shit yeah it's true you know like honestly that's what's getting made right now and isekais and um there's not really a lot of like grounded slice of life stuff that um would like approach having uh a character like this i i honestly don't think so um so instead of figuring out how to like better represents they've just excluded entirely that's that's the impression i get yeah Damn. honestly well that's that's a bummer. yeah yeah i'm like because i'm trying to th- like you know i'm not the most well-versed honestly like i i talk about with the shit i watch mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean of course we are talking about an entire medium of art so like yeah, there's there's so much out there but yeah yeah yeah. But when it comes to like the stuff that that, you know, reaches us and the stuff that's popular and, and whatnot, you know, there, there are trends there. Right. right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I think it's I think it um honestly, it handles the character as well as it could. Right. Um, y- you're you're from their perspective more often than you're not mm-hmm. like they they truly become like the main character of the season. Um, and and the show is better for it. Right. Um, I just think that it's um they they sort of don't know how to it's 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 very experimental in that way of like you know this character doesn't necessarily know what they are mm-hmm. like they don't know if they're um a straight man that's decided to cross dress they don't know if they're maybe gay they don't know like what their situation is and that's kind of how like i felt watching like how am i supposed to like take this person um, a lot of times they're just addressed as she, like they want to be addressed as a female whenever they're with the club and in their cross-dressed attire. And like, you know, that wish is like respected, like mm-hmm. on the whole, even, even by the one character who's like against them cross-dressing, they're still addressed by the female pronoun, you know, like it's, um, like it's handled, I think as well as it could be. Uh, it's just that like, th- th- there's like nagging, you know, complications that, um, like it's like, it's like people being ignorant of 
you know, what the best way to move forward is. Yeah. And in that way, and in that way, I guess it's probably realistic. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you could argue that having those characters and those interactions that reflect stuff that really happens in life. I mean, that that's not necessarily a negative. Yeah. Um, whether it's, you know, necessary to have that stuff or not, I couldn't say I haven't seen it. But right. and also, I, it's good to hear that that doesn't like take over what's the, surrounding this this character, right? Because that that's the fear is mm-hmm. that like they'll have a character be like fall into like a like a stereotype, right? Yes, no, yeah. These these are complex characters. Yeah, that's the you know you get to see their sides, mm-hmm. um, and that's the show's strength. So interesting. Yeah. Um, while we're still here, I'll just do this quickly because we're we're gonna have a long show. <laughs> God damn it. Um, talked a little bit about Persona, but uh, the Persona 25th anniversary ended. Um, With a bang. <laughs> eh. um, I, I talked about how there was supposed to be one more one more announcement left um, and that how the Persona concert uh, would not have any more like there would not be another game announcement. They, they said that before the before the show um, and, you know, they weren't lying. Uh, there was no new game announcement. And it turns out like the very final uh, announcement for the 25th persona anniversary that took two years uh was release dates for the already announced ports of persona 3 portable and persona 4 golden so okay yeah it's exciting Uh uh-huh um kind of a bizarre way to end it (laughs) Um, yeah no that's that's underwhelming that's uh anticlimactic yeah i like the more i think about it the more i feel like my conspiracy theory is right oh about about the whole xbox thing thing. yeah i i think so that adds up for sure yeah um and i think people would have been less upset if that was the final announcement yeah because then you're actually Uh, getting like games getting something Yeah. yeah at the end and i think that uh People also would have been like if they would have said up front, like, hey, like kind of temper your expectations for this whole anniversary. Like most of these announcements are going to be for fucking merch and events in Tokyo that you can't go to. Yeah. Like pump the brakes. But instead, they sort of made it seem like there's going to be big announcements for two years and it's going to end in something huge. And also we're teasing the color green for some reason, um, even though we're tying all these other colors to specific Persona games and the color green is not tied to a Persona game yet. Mm, So what a tease. Yeah. Uh huh. And also they teased uh, secret artwork, which ended up being a remix of Persona 3 artwork with Persona 5 and Persona 4 protagonists. So <laughs> they, it it almost feels like trolling. It almost feels like trolling a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. So people are not happy with Atlas. They really aren't. Um, to be honest, I didn't expect much. I like said this the whole way. I didn't expect much. Like you can go back on old episodes. I didn't expect. Much. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but still, <laughs> still, you know, this is uh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, what are the release dates? Uh, January nineteenth for both. Okay. I thought those were coming in the spring, so that's a bit earlier than. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They today they 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 do weird shit. They do weird shit. Today, they announced the, the streaming and like content creator guidelines for the new ports of Persona 5 Royal. Um, and they're the same as the guidelines for the last time Persona 5 Royal was released, uh, which was three years ago. Damn, that long already? Yeah. Um, and it's you can stream the game, you could show footage of the game, but you can't show anything of the new semester, which is weird. 
because the game is three years old. Yeah, it really has been almost that long. Because I remember it was um, around the start of COVID yeah. that it came out. Yeah. So I I guess they they really think that a lot of new people are going to be playing it and they really want to avoid spoilers for a three-year-old game. Yeah, it's a bit silly. It's pretty silly. It feels like they kind of just copy and pasted. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's whatever. Nobody followed the guidelines last time, but it's just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> God, I I don't I don't know what they do sometimes. Like like they make fantastic games, they really do. But they just make some weird fucking decisions. Um, there there was an announcement that they're like it wasn't an announcement. They were just like thank you for you know being excited for the anniversary and uh, we'll have um information to share like when it's ready basically. Um, so like maybe maybe they had something planned and they had to push it yeah maybe i don't think i don't think so i don't think so um i really i think the only change was the the port announcement got pushed up i really think that's it Mm -hmm. and i think it was supposed to be the last they would have announced the ports and given the release dates on the same announcement they would have been like look royal is out in a week or two weeks or whatever it is yeah that's very soon yeah isn't it like a week or two right yeah it's got to be yes sometime in october i forget yeah and then three and four or beginning of next year and people would have been like oh well we wanted persona six but okay all right we got something yeah right and now like it's the same thing but you kind of announced announced the ports twice yeah <laughs> it's like okay so here's okay. a reminder yeah that these are coming yeah which i personally yeah. like i'll take it because they're all coming to game pass that's, that's pretty cool sure yeah but i know for yeah, the for I mean, the super dialed in fans like yourself that's it's it's underwhelmed for sure yeah just remember, oh, it, well. it always could be worse. You could be a fan of Madden NFL. That's true. Can I quickly say? Or Overwatch. Can I, or Overwatch <laughs> as well. Um, can I quickly say? Because uh, I know I've talked yeah. about the, the just disaster that has been Madden. Uh, in the year that commemorates the death of Sean Madden himself. <laughs> By the way, like the loading screen literally says, thank you, coach, on it. Um, and then uh-huh. you just load into uh-huh. a pile of broken nothing. Um <laughs> So all the pr- most, I would say 90% of the problems that I mentioned previously still exist. Uh, the rewards mm-hmm. from, let's say, three, three and a half, maybe even a month, three weeks to a month ago are still not given out. Um, they had a title update, a patch yesterday, which was a big one. Everybody was waiting. They were like, maybe this will fix so many of the issues, right? Yeah. It delivered laggy menus. <laughs> laggy menus? Yeah, the menus are super laggy now um, oh for, for some reason. <laughs> and, and it also broke a couple more things. Did they get rid of the, like, the dead end menus that don't go anywhere? No, those are still there. Um, but now they're just laggy? Now they're just <laughs> <laughs> and like there was there's like a new season because you know the live content and that stuff doesn't work most of the time uh-huh. um just i i've truly never seen like a live service game this bad God. especially one from like such a high profile high selling game mm-hmm. that obviously has a lot of money coming in it's it's yeah. honestly astonishing it really is like i've all but given up on it and moved on to other things but like man i feel bad for the people that yeah. are still still grinding that game out because it just it just doesn't work right like you get this new content and it either gives you error messages it doesn't deliver the rewards that you're supposed to get um oh okay so some new players came in that you could get for free you right you unlock mm-hmm. them and you upgrade them using these like collectibles okay so people were very quickly realizing that if you put the collectible into the player to upgrade the player which is one of the main features of this new event yeah. you get locked out of your account out of your account, <laughs> out, of, account? out of your like madden ea account and you will not be allowed to re-enter
enter the ultimate team game mode or any of like the online components for just upgrading the player a card and so ea tweeted out they're like do not do this we are investigating and we are working on getting everybody that did do this unlocked what the fuck happened to this i don't know it's it's wild this is like one of the main things you you are meant to do uh in the new update and it just like bans you from the game this game wasn't even like a complete like overhaul was it only no only in the sense that like they tried to implement this new like battle pass-esque system on top of or in place of the one that already existed but they kind of like they clearly didn't have enough time or resources to properly implement it because so many things are how did that break everything else uh, genuinely i have no idea like every time every week there's something new that that is broken um that one was truly like my jaw dropped when i saw that because i i hadn't played oh it God. and i hadn't gotten to that point but if i was actively playing it like i know like i was a few weeks ago i definitely would have had my account locked by now yeah <laughs> uh yeah so there's that. Um, That's insane. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Anyway, um, I just wanted to throw that in there as a little update. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of sports, we, we, we're we going to go so long. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk about what's going on in the NHL right now and like the wider hockey sphere. Um because we talked about some issues previously, like we talked about the Blackhawk scandal, um, and I figured uh, it would make sense to bring this up now, as there's growing a growing laundry list of problems. Um, and is it me? In, is it me, or yeah. is I guess this is kind of like with ho- everything hockey related, but in the states, just the lack of coverage. Yes. Yeah. On something that's extremely yes. serious. Yes. You basically have to go to Canadian media. Yeah. Which is the only place I've heard yeah. it from. This, 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 the one Canadian hockey podcast I listen to regularly is, has been covering it yes. very in depth. But outside of that, I wouldn't have known it existed. Yes. So, uh, nobody's going to know about this. So we have to, all right. Um, there is a scandal, uh, embroiled with Hockey Canada, which is the governing body for, well, hockey in Canada. Sure, yeah. um, All the way from youth hockey to their Olympic team um, and everything in between. Uh, They handle world junior teams. They handle organization of, like, rec leagues. And, uh, yeah, like, they're basically how, like, you would organize a rec league. Um, there is uh, a counterpart in the U.S. I don't believe they're like affiliated, but like it, they have the same function. Uh, is it hockey? It's either hockey USA or USA hockey. Yeah, um, one of the two. And and um, like uh, I worked as a referee for um, roller hockey, and uh, you would need to get certified through uh, Hockey USA, and uh, you'd have to take a test. You know, you have to go through the rule book, and like the the rec league was, um, you know, like registered through Hockey USA. Um, and part of that is like the dues you would pay to the league. Uh, part of that would go to the the rec league. And then some of that would go towards like the, you know, the fees towards Hockey USA to make sure that everything was above board and they were following certain guidelines. And it was like, you know, this this like stamp of stamp of approval. Right. That this was like sanctioned. Yeah. You know, um, so it's, it's quite similar in Canada, um, but they're probably held to, you know, oh, a bigger a bigger deal because it's fucking Canada. Yeah, it's the sport. Uh, yeah. And they have ties to the Canadian government like they're they're kind of sanctioned by the Canadian government. Uh, I don't know what the direct ties are, but I know they receive some kind of federal funding from the Canadian government. Um, and so there are uh, at least 
two major um, sexual abuse scandals involving two uh, former World Junior Championship Canadian hockey teams, uh, one in 2003, the other in 2018. Um, now, Hockey Canada basically uh, covered them up, and the big story now is that there was a secret hush fund that was utilizing the dues uh, from that they would receive basically from parents for their children to pay out uh, sexual abuse settlements. Yeah. Uh, and this has been going on since I believe 1999 was when the fund was started. Um, and it has now come out. I want to pull up the tweet here. Um, so literally more than half of the fee paid by players to Hockey Canada has been going to the National Equity Fund, which is the name of this secret fund that is being used exclusively to pay out sexual abuse settlements. Which what it's disguised as makes it even more gross. Right, right. If it could if um, it could possibly be any grosser. Yes. Uh, now, um, I want to talk briefly about the two um, cases and I just want to, so there's, so there's the case in 2003 and the one in 2018, um, mostly because the names implica potentially implicated are some big names. Mm -hmm. Um, let me scroll down. So, um, in 2003, I believe it was, um, a, a, a woman has come forward and says that they were, um, assaulted by several, uh, I think it's actually a similar situation in both instances where a woman says that they were assaulted by several, uh, players from the world junior team, mm -hmm. uh, in, in both cases, um, again, separate instances, like this is, you know, 15 years apart. Um, but, uh, let's go through the roster very briefly. This is the 2003 roster. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, David Lenovo, Steve Eminger, Alexander Rollo, uh, Jeff Woolwitka, Nathan Page, Brendan Bell, Carlo Koliakovo, Ian White, Gregory Campbell, Matt Stajan, Joffrey Lupul, Pierre-Marc Bouchard, Jay McClement, Scotty Upshaw, Daniel Paye, Derek Roy, Jordan Tutu, P.A. Parento, Boyd Gordon, Kyle Wellwood, and Brooks Like. Um, A handful are still employed in some way or the other by the, the NHL. Yes, yes. Some very familiar names. Um, so... Um, it is unclear who or how many were involved. Yeah. Um, now, the NHL took over the investigation of one of the cases, I believe. I'm not sure which one. Yeah, I, I did. They. I'm not I, sure. I, I know they interviewed one set. It might have been the 2018 um, and the 2018 roster. Um, it's more recent, but it has some other familiar names. Uh, Dylan Dubé, Jonah Gadjevich. Wait, this looks like, is this? I guess it is. Uh, Boris Kachuk, Maxime Camtois, Tyler Radish, Tyler Steenbergen, Drake Batherson, Michael McLeod, Brett Howden, Sam Steele, Alex Formanton, Jordan Kiru, Robert Thomas, Jake Bean, Connor Timmins, Cal Foote, Kale McCarr. Danton Fabro, Kale Clegg, Victor Mete, Colton Point, and Carter Hart. There's a lot of current NHL players and high-profile NHL players on that list there. Yes. Um, so this is a big deal, and it was uh, kept quiet by Hockey Canada. Uh, and they that's their system, clearly. They set up a hush fund for it. Um, so th these are the, the two high-profile cases that we know of so far. Mm -hmm. The fact that they needed to set up an entire fund and siphon off half of all of the money that they were receiving for it tells me that there's more. I would not be surprised in the slightest, unfortunately. A lot more. Um, so their, their whole leadership group is gone now. Their CEO 
resigned. Their board of directors is resigning, but they won't have a new board in place until the new year, basically. They're uh, losing sponsors by the day. Nobody wants to be associated with them anymore. Um, honestly, the organization shouldn't exist anymore. Do you, uh, you might be, I might be jumping ahead here. Did you see the press conference from about a week or so ago? Um, uh, is this the comments made by- Like um, the higher ups that, that came Yeah, I don't spoke? have it with me Yeah, right I don't now, have the though. quotes. I just wanted to mention that because the vibe there of this press conference is basically like they are trying to win the battle for the, the public's opinion of them by like- yeah sort of like weaponizing hockey as a sport they're like trying to claim that any attack to hockey canada is an attack on the sport and you know all you canadians must love the sport so you should be on our side basically yeah and it's like fuckers you, you who are you you are an organization you are a system you have nothing to do with this right exactly you've been you've been you've been literally now you've literally been stealing canadians money isn't it wild <laughs> though how like they came out and made these comments and I, I do wish i had them pulled up here um but they're basically playing defense and they're 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 trying to combat when there's all of this information that we have now about these horrendous mm -hmm. cases and you know it's coming to light and like how can you still be playing like defense here at this time i don't understand right. yeah it does not make me yeah. um optimistic for whatever future Hockey Canada has in store. If right. these are like and the higher they, ups that are saying this stuff too. Right. They, they, they simply shouldn't have a future. They're true. They just, true. It, it shouldn't exist. It shouldn't exist. But is that realistic though? Like, I don't, I honestly don't think that they're like, you know, this, this institution that must persevere. Okay. You know, there's like, they're not so fundamental to keeping the sport going. Right. Like, although you said the NHL has taken uh, into investigating one of the cases, I did the NHL has a, a, a very terrible track record too when it comes to absolutely you know as we talked about uh months ago but absolutely no this is this is clearly a culture problem yes that's you've you nailed it there mm -hmm. this is a culture yes. problem as we'll see um like this is this is an ongoing story with hockey canada there's going to be more that's going to come out especially now that you got the canadian government even more involved than they already were um so there's so that has been going on for months already and more and more is coming out like the, this whole thing about stealing the dues um came out this week uh around the same time um an anonymous account uh on twitter uh posted a story um about how they uh, uh they were groomed as a high schooler by uh nhl defenseman ian cole um who is now with the tampa bay lightning uh formerly of the the hurricanes hurricanes uh of the he played uh several years for the penguins he won two cups with the penguins after he was with the penguins he played for the blue jackets um and oh, he also played um a season with the avalanche uh or no three three years with the avalanche in between and also half a season with the wild um so this is on the heels of uh another ian cole scandal where uh he apparently cheated with a hurricanes um team reporter uh on his wife this came out in like july i believe okay um and now this is this story came out um it was it was an anonymous twitter account and the the story uh says as much that they're anonymous for the, like their own safety um it was posted and then it didn't really get any traction until about three days later when uh people noticed it because it was a an anonymous like fresh twitter account um let me hold on i had it and then i lost it um i don't know should i read it oh uh, it's up to you for context um, and you might as well okay yeah 
So like obviously content warning for grooming and um, sexual abuse. Um, I should have done that at the top. I apologize. Uh, I want to first warn anyone reading this that uh, some of these details are disturbing and may be triggering to victims of grooming and emotional and sexual abuse. It's taken me years to find courage to come forward and I've decided to speak out anonymously because sadly I feel that this is the only way I can be fully transparent without harassment and retaliation. I was groomed by Ian Cole for four years, starting when I was a minor in high school. My first sexual encounter with Ian was when, okay, well, okay, I'm going to say, whenever there's an instance of uh, the name, I'm going to say Ian Cole, just to. Yeah, yeah. sure. My first sexual encounter with Ian Cole was when I was a minor in high school. Uh, he had been playing in the NHL for a few years at that point. He was very well aware of my age and that I was a teen in high school. He pressured me into having sex with him that night. Even though I made it very clear I did not want to, he would not take no for an answer. I was too young to understand at the time that pressuring someone into sex was sexual assault. After meeting for the first time, Ian Cole sought out my number from a friend and continuously asked to see each other again. He would frequently pressure me to do things without my consent that I made clear to him I was not okay with, like refusing to wear condoms. One time he did wear a condom, he used it as a means to humiliate me by saying he would only wear one because, quote, you're probably riddled with STDs. When I was in high school, he would ask me to leave school and meet up with him in the hotel room the NHL was paying for in my school uniform. On a few occasions, he asked me to bring other girls from my high school with me, which I refused to do. He'd make derogatory, misogynistic comments. He bragged all the, about all the other girls he was sleeping with and show me their angry texts to him while laughing about how they thought we, they were dating. He would say how much he appreciated that I was the only one who understood that he couldn't do commitment and how deeply he cared about me. It's obvious now he showed me these texts to manipulate me to be desperate for his approval and less likely to speak out. I was targeted by him because he knew I was an inexperienced teen who could be easily taken advantage of in this way. When I got to college, I found out he had slept with a girl who was a minor at my former high school. Not only was he grooming me, but he was now doing this to other girls. When I confronted him with how disturbed I was, he quickly became angry and dismissive. He accused me of only being angry because I thought we were in a relationship. It was another attempt to manipulate me. Years later, one of Ian Cole's former NHL teammates told me that Ian had bragged about sexually assaulting me as a minor the first night we first met to their teammates. He was able to recall details to me that only Ian Cole and I would have known about, meaning that many on his team were aware he was involved with a minor. I felt violated all over again. Ian Cole felt emboldened to emotionally and sexually abuse me and other women because the NHL fosters a culture of misogyny. The NHL needs to hold themselves and their players accountable for creating an enabling environment of misogynistic and predatory behavior. Those who defend his character are the ones who have enabled him to do this for so long and know very well of his abusive behavior toward women. Anyone who truly knows Ian Cole and the way he talks about women will not be surprised by any of this. Coming forward as a victim of grooming and abuse is extremely difficult. It's easy to have shame and blame yourself that you should have known better. But then I remember that I was taken advantage of as a minor by a fully grown adult man. As a teen, I didn't even know what grooming was. When you're young and this happens to you, you don't realize you are a victim. As I got older and built self-esteem, I started to fully understand the extent of what had happened to me and that this could never happen, could never have been consensual. I don't think Ian Cole ever expected me to have the courage to speak out. It is painful to, have, to relive it, but I hope that this experience encourages more people to speak out about their own experiences of grooming and abuse. And I'm truly proud of myself that I'm able to finally have the courage to come forward with the truth. Um, yeah, so this is posted by, uh, under a pseudonym, Emily Smith on Twitter. Um, and like I said, it took a few days for it to gain traction, uh, and it did. And the few days it started gaining traction, um, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, his current team, announced that he would be suspended pending an investigation, and he's not allowed to have any contact with the team or be involved with team activities. Uh, and then the NHL announced that they were launching an investigation uh, and that um, he was having, uh, I believe, an in-person meeting with the NHL's um, security officer, like head security officer. Um, and it's kind of been quiet since. Yeah. Um, 
So apparently he's been a known asshole. Like, well, this is this goes even beyond in, being in, an asshole. Like, this is just... no, no, no. Yes, but so uh, the reason he was traded mm-hmm. from the Penguins was that uh, the Penguins coach Mike Sullivan didn't like mm-hmm. him personally. He had okay. like, issues with him in the locker room. Um, so, and apparently that is a reputation that has followed him of being like hard to work with. And being like an asshole. So now, now we're learning um, on top of that that there were other hockey players that had the knowledge of specifics, which is yes. extremely alarming. Yes. Um. In in the statement, uh, I'll I'll obviously use a pseudonym because I don't know any other way. But like Emily does not um, uh, talk about a timeline. Really, it doesn't give um any any kind of year or date just says that uh the grooming began let me see um groomed for four years um first encounter uh he had been playing in the nhl for a few years at that point um it's it's hard to tell um when this well that's that's the thing right it could have occurred at any point because it's a cultural issue yeah within the hockey world like this is systemic this is wide-reaching you know right it's it's just like it's just like as a, as a fan, you want to know, all right, who the fuck knew and didn't tell I me? guess so, but at the same time, it's like, it's almost, well, it's not beside the point, but it, it, it just speaks to a larger problem, I think. Of course, it's, it's, it's a problem yeah. regardless, because there's clearly there's clearly one locker room, well, another locker room, because this was a, a, a same issue yes. with the Blackhawks. We, we hear the story over and so there's over. There's another locker, yeah, there's, a, there's a lo- another locker mm-hmm. room that didn't talk. And not only that, but like, I mean, we don't know necessarily in this case, but in, in past cases, you have not only the locker room that doesn't talk but you have the the league or the organization that actively prevents these things from getting out right so it's like mm-hmm. okay which one was it you know like it it's either, like it's either the blues penguins jackets avalanche the wild he was only there for 52 games carolina 75 games which is just last year but it's like you, you but like the other story the other case uh with with hockey canada that won't relate to that well two the two of them relate to that one from uh, almost 20 years ago and one from four years ago. And and all the, the people you named are now scattered all throughout, right? And we don't know exactly yeah. who was involved, who wasn't, who knew, who didn't. But like, you know, these are all people that are just like in the hockey world all over the place. So it's it's just, it's, it's so gross. Like I don't even have the words for mm-hmm. it because it's just like so constant and wide reaching and just all encompassing, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It sucks. I wish I had something mm-hmm. more insightful to say, but it's just, it, it sucks. I don't, you know, and you can't even rely on those in charge to like take the proper steps at preventing this in the future because they haven't, they've actively gone against doing that. Like in their, in their own like self-interest. Right. right. The Blackhawks exactly. just want to move on was there exactly line. Yeah. and and allowed the yeah. um predator at in their locker room to go and take jobs elsewhere continue continue his his string of of abuse and harassment yeah it's mm-hmm. horrifying um and then this last one like this this is all in the same fucking week um the, the Edmonton Oilers AHL affiliate so their minor league team uh, they fired their head athletic trainer um, after he was charged with, quote, serious felony offenses. Um, uh, it was charged with uh, connection to con- contacting a minor uh, to commit a sexual offense in California. Um, uh, charged with uh, contacting a minor with the intent to commit a sex act, arranging to meet with a minor with the intent to commit a sex act, and going to the arranged meeting place. 
Yeah, it's so sad because in all these cases, we're talking either about kids who, you know, these things will impact them. Like, who could say how much it impacts them for like the rest of their lives, right? Um, Like Mm -hmm. the trauma and the the effects of it. And then, you know, other stories, you have people in in the hockey world that these like abuses happen to them. And not only are they are these traumatic experiences, but then they're also like basically like blacklisted from the the hockey world because they're they're not receiving any help. They're being costs aside and and sort of like you know shamed for in the case of like the blackhawk scan um yep it, in both in both of the instances or i guess in all three of the instances we're talking about it's either like you're outright yeah. abusing kids or both and you're taking the funds that kids are paying for their yes. rec programs and their travel league programs and using it to cover up further sexual abuses. And this is this is also Just like fun. even going beyond the hockey world. Like in the past few weeks, we've had the um, what's happening with uh, women's soccer in the U.S. Right? I'm not sure if you've heard if you've heard mm-hmm. all of the um, the scandal going on there. And then of course there's the Brett Favre scandal in football. Right. So it's like, and, and you know, there's similarities here across the board with abuses and 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 redirecting redirecting funds for for just I, I don't know it's just it's it's so corrupt and like broken and disgusting mm-hmm. and people's lives are being like destroyed by this and you know like the trauma the the long-term effects the the horror of it all like i don't know yeah i'm just saying stuff now at this point what can you say really right it's 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 just it's just fucking sucks. Yeah, you want to be like, burn it all to the ground, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, new season. You want to be excited right. for a new season? But I don't know. I thought this would make a transition out of this easier, um, but I don't know if it does. Um, the new... This is this is so much more stupid than what we just talked about. Like, so so much more stupid. Um, but the the new boards, the board mm-hmm. ads, these dy- dynamic board yeah. ads that on the doing, TV broadcast, yeah, they have they have to stop. Yeah, so th- this is this is completely frivolous and and not and means nothing. But I yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> Because like it's it's it gets really bad when so you have like a, a face off like say in like the offensive zone near the boards like like left or the right of the goalie yeah and and also yeah I, I also have to acknowledge there's really no transition here <laughs> um, there's not there's not I just I figured something more hockey related would be better than just going hey. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, but like so, so when you have players like standing near the boards, and mm-hmm. you get the effect where it's like you're like watching like a Twitch streamer with a green screen background that doesn't fully yes. fade properly, and so like the player starts like bleeding into the advertisements. Here's here's the fucking issue. Well, there's a lot of issues. Um, so they're superimposing uh, on top of real ads ones, by the way. on the boards on top of on top of real ads. Uh, on the boards for TV broadcasts because they want to double dip um, because TV realized that, hey, we're not getting any advertising revenue for the ads that people are paying to put on the boards mm-hmm. in the arena. But we have to show them on TV. Which, by the way, they still us. come up during replays so we need, because they don't have them during replays. Of course they do. So we need to get a piece of that pie. Um, but they're not, they're not, they don't look right. Yeah. They don't work. This is an extension of um, the, the on-ice so graphics, which I would argue are even worse and still exist, by the way. Yes. This is this is literally the new version of the fucking uh, Comet Puck. Oh, the yeah. 90s. This is... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is awful. Uh, sometimes it can fully glitch out like it did during the Oilers game that I was watching, um, where it just fucking completely bugs out and is a, a mess of pixels and graphics and 
it, it it just it's just fucking broken or it just hitches and is distracting and looks weird um like it, it it fundamentally doesn't work and the reason it doesn't work is because white is not good for chroma key which is basically what they're using for this um and because there's more than one yeah. white surface other than the boards uniforms. the ice is white the the away team's uniform yeah that's why the players are, are bleeding into the background <laughs> yes and so i actually saw it like whenever there is a full um full ice view replay they still try to use them oh do they oh it's only certain camera yes. angles i guess that, that don't yeah yes whenever it's the normal ice view that okay. they still to go to replay the problem is the frame rate oh like when you're slowing down rate. to play or something so whenever you're yeah. using <laughs> slow-mo the board the board graphic is not in oh, slow so motion funny. so the board the board graphic is at a full frame rate so somebody so it's the somebody on the ice is now blurred the boards are now not blurred. The other problem is that they don't account for camera mm. movement. The camera will move and pan to follow the action. This is a sport, after all, where people are moving. The ads a, don't account for rate. that. The ads move. The ads move. Yeah, it's all very stupid. And like, I just, I, I, I was hearing coming into the season that the revenues are up to like pre-pandemic levels too. So like, I don't know. They want more. They want know. more. They they put stickers on the helmets. They put stickers Which on the jersey whatever, now. Because that at least doesn't, you know, mess with your eyes during. Yeah, the but broadcast. that now, yeah, but now look what happens. We gave them an inch and yeah. they took a mile. I can't stress enough how just ridiculous I feel talking about this though after the whole I know I, I, like I know. I'll feel ridiculous sitting down to watch a hockey game too tonight like it's just and obviously like that's the least of the problems my comfort in this whole thing but uh yeah it's just it's right. gross uh it's it's such a systemic problem I can it's it's almost hard to like wrap your head around like, it even though it's not at the same time because you just see it over and over again you know yeah and the NHL has now gone full NFL with the gambling oh, shit sure. too yeah that's that's everywhere with the with the pre-money mm -hmm. line yeah but now it's even the local yep. broadcasts I saw a full pay Penguins related uh, sports book one yesterday during the broadcast. Yeah, like my God, the worst, the worst of these ads though is the one for whatever the Penguins one was. I don't know what com fucking company it was, but the one that has like the full motion that did like a big sweep. It looked like somebody's screensaver. <laughs> that was so fucking mm -hmm. distracting. It's really bad. It would be one thing if it worked, and I could just say, "Oh, this is distracting because it's an ad," but it doesn't work. Um, but yeah, hockey's a disaster and I kind of feel ashamed for f supporting it sometimes because the culture is so bad around it. Like this yeah. doesn't even get into how racist the hockey culture is. I didn't be. put that in the notes. I didn't even get to the Akima Lou stuff. Oh, I was just talking oh, in general. I didn't even know there were new specific. Oh. Well, of course there are. God. A Toronto sports writer, uh, wrote a racist article basically. <sighs> Yeah. yeah, it's the same writer that started the Phil Kessel hot dog rumor. The yeah, what? okay. He, he, he whenever Phil Kessel played for the Leafs, he wrote this hit job that said that Phil walks past the hot dog stand every day and gets a hot dog, and so he's out of shape. Um, <laughs> which is why Phil, whenever he won the cup, put a bunch of hot dogs in it and took a photo. You've seen that oh, photo, wow. obviously, right? Maybe I don't okay. remember. It sounds great though. <laughs> That's a great response from from Phil. Where is he now, by the way? He got out of that hellscape in, in Arizona. He right? is with Vegas feeding the shit out of uh, Eichel. Oh, cool. That's they a have, good role for him. They have ridiculous chemistry. That's a great role for him. I'm happy for him. <laughs> Even though Vegas has its own, uh, you know, number systemic of systemic issues, issues yes. uh, too. But, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> great.
<laughs> so this dude was just um, like what body shaming Phil Castle. Yeah, oh, damn. Yes. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. he's like like an Iron Man. He's like one of the longest running player, like healthiest. Someone who's managed to stay healthy and play consistently for like years. Yeah, and he's years. like never missed a game. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like I mean, he it even is had natural. That... He like looks out of shape. He does. But he's also like really fast. Yeah, it, he... it does defy physics. But, but still, it doesn't um, warrant that. Nonsense. Right? No, it didn't. And he was the best player on the Leafs for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, we got to talk about a movie. I think we should do a separate recording. Okay. If you still have some time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, because we we've gone over two hours, I don't know. I don't know what happened today. We can make the um, Hellraiser one quick. Um, yeah, it might not be very um, kind, so it might be good. To yes, so that'll be a separate recording. Uh, be on the lookout for that. I'll just go through the uh, business shit uh, very quickly. Um, thank you for listening. If you stuck it through, whatever the fuck this was, um, <laughs> me having you know a weird mental break and then trying to be serious. Um, you know, just, just usual, I guess. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Dinner Road. Check out the Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dinner Road TV, Twitch.tv slash Dinner Road TV. We got to pick a date. God damn it. Um, oh, just like whatever the last Friday. Yeah, I guess that's the 28th, right? Okay. Okay. 28th. 28th. We'll be doing the live show. Um, so yeah, check that out. Twitch.tv slash Dinner Road TV. Uh, YouTube search Dinner Road TV. You'll find it. Uh, Kofi.com slash Dinner Road TV. You could email us anything at all, like your thoughts on why hockey sucks. Video at dinnerroad.ca. Yeah, somebody okay, be more uh, somebody be more uh, eloquent than me because I, I these situations I don't even know what to say. Yeah, all the time. you know, we thought it was a good idea to put the serious stuff later so I can get through my bullshit. Mm-hmm. But then the later, like we we can't speak very good. Past two hours and we're well past show. That, so. <laughs> so yeah, that was a mistake. Stop the damn recording. Um, <laughs> yes. All right. Bye. <laughs>